Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment Podcast with the team at Mach 1 Financial Group. The Mach 1 Market Moment Podcast starts now. Welcome to another edition of the Mach 1 Market Moment. I'm Mark Haywood alongside David Lee of Mach 1 Financial Group. He's a retirement income planning specialist serving you in Northwest Arkansas. As always, we'd love to encourage you to check out past shows online at mock-onefinancial.com. That's mock-onefinancial.com. David, I want to dive right into today's program that we're going to call The Financial Lies We Tell Ourselves. Now, I know you're listening to this and you think, I'm honest, (laughs) I'm realistic (laughs) with myself, but let's get real, let's keep it real. Sometimes it's easy to, maybe the title's a little strong, but sometimes it's easy to mislead ourselves. So I just want to keep it real and go over some of the common financial lies or untruths, if you prefer, we tell ourselves and explore why it's dangerous to approach retirement planning with these mindsets. First one, David, I'll pay back the money I've taken out of savings or borrowed from my 401k. Yeah, I've, unfortunately, I've seen that one play out quite a few times over the years where people, you know, they have the greatest intentions, right? When they take that money out of savings or they take that money out of their 401k or wherever it may be, they have the greatest intentions of paying that back. But, you know, life gets in the way. We all have unexpected emergencies and things that pop up. And before you know it, you're just like, you know, I just don't have the, I just don't have the cash to be able to pay it back with. And, you know, especially when it comes to borrowing money from a 401k, borrowing money from a 401k can be really more expensive than you thought about. My advice is I would borrow money from a bank before I would borrow money from my 401k because when you when you take the money out of that 401k to borrow against it, yes, you're you're having to pay interest against that loan, but then you're having to pay it back with after-tax money to put it back into your 401k to pay that loan off. And then guess what? Down the road when you turn 59 and a half, or 70 and a half, or whenever you retire and you start taking withdrawals out of that, guess what? You're having to pay taxes on the, that money again. So you run into a double taxation problem with borrowing money from a 401k. So I've always told people, look, don't borrow money from your 401k unless it's an absolute emergency. It should be an absolute option of last resort. So not only do people often not pay it back, but if they, even if they do pay it back with respect to a 401k loan, they're hit with that double taxation problem. So definitely something you want to steer away from. All right, David, what about this financial lie that we could be telling ourselves if we're not careful? Why bother with investing? It's rigged against the little guy. Yeah. And I've, I've heard this one before too. I've heard people refer to the the market as a casino and things like that. And, and look, it, it's just not the case. If you think about it, you know, speaking of being rigged, compare it to a casino. The longer you play in a casino, because the odds truly are stacked against you. The longer you play, the higher your odds of walking away a loser. Whereas just the opposite in the market, the longer you play, the higher your odds are of walking away a winner. Investing always has been and and still is a long-term game because in the short run, as we all know, a lot of things can affect the market. Markets can be affected by headline risk. Most recently here in February, right, we saw a lot of volatility risk. Why did the market drop however much it did, 1,500 points, 2,000 points, whatever it was, why did it drop thousands of points in such a short period of time? No one really knows for sure. The theory is, and I actually believe this is true based on a number of things that we monitor, I think that um, the Fed indicated that they were going to start raising rates. The market, as it always does, tended to overreact to that news a little bit. 
the several hundred point drop caused by the overreaction in the market to the Fed raising rates, I believe, started causing algorithmic trading programs to start selling. And as more and more algorithmic trading programs started selling, that started triggering other programs to sell. And so you ended up with cascading selling. When the market goes down like that, for whatever reason, volatility goes up. Volatility going up caused some of these crazy volatility strategies to lose 100% of their value during that period of time. And so people who were short volatility had to sell other stocks across the board in the market to cover their short positions. So it's called short covering or uh, covering your, your losses on your short side by selling stocks on the long side. And so we saw across the board selling after that volatility spiked. And then and then it all calmed down after after it looked like the volatility instruments got kind of washed out of the market and the market quickly recovered pretty much everything that it had lost. So, you know, I, I said it earlier, you know, the fundamentals of this economy are stronger than they've been in a decade. But that doesn't mean that the market doesn't have risk. Markets have always had risk. Markets always will have risk. But the fact that a market has risk does not mean that the game is rigged and certainly does not mean the game is rigged against the quote unquote little guy. So if you don't have your money in the market, where are you going to probably have it? Probably in the in the bank, right? Sitting at a pretty much a zero percent interest rate. So let's say you're you're afraid of the market because you think it's rigged or whatever. So you leave your money in the in the bank and the bank's paying you 0.1, 0.2% interest on it. Let's say it's 100,000. So the bank's paying you 0 0.1, 0 0.2, point whatever percent. And then let's say a customer goes in to borrow 100,000. What are they going to charge him or her to borrow your 100,000? Four, five, six, seven percent interest, depending on their credit and other factors. So the bank's making a four, five, six, seven percent spread on your $100,000 that's just sitting there in the bank. That is pretty much, you know, that's pretty much rigging the game against yourself by leaving the money in the bank. The bank loves it when you do that. Now, am I saying you shouldn't have any money in the bank? No. The rule of thumb is keep about six months of living expenses of cash on hand in the bank for liquidity and for emergencies, but anything above six months should be invested. And there are ways that you can invest the money for across the risk spectrum. No risk, that's where we would use fixed and indexed annuities all the way up to high risk investment strategies that involve stock picking or whatever you want. But the point is, have six months of liquid cash in savings in the bank. Everything else should be invested and you invest in a variety of different things because you never know which is going to work out. In fact, most people don't know this. The concept of diversification, for those of you who are out in the audience and who uh, go to church and who read the Bible, the concept of diversification is actually biblical. In Ecclesiastes, Solomon is writing to his sons and he says, cast your bread upon many waters because you do not know whether this venture or that venture will return the most. And what he was saying is, don't put all the grain and the gold and the spices and the et cetera, et cetera, all on one ship and send that ship to many different ports because what if that one ship sinks? So he said, put some on this ship, some on that ship, some on the other ship, send them out to different ports. So in other words, cast your bread upon many waters because you don't know what's going to do the best. It's the same today. You don't put all of your eggs in one basket. You put some in indexed annuities. You put some in hedged equity. You put some in an option trading strategy, some in an artificial intelligence strategy. You put some in all these different ships, so to speak, because you don't know which one's going to do the best. So the way that you rig the game against yourself is by not playing. 
unlike with a casino. The way you rig the game against yourself in a casino is by playing. The way you rig the game against yourself when it comes to investing is by not playing. That's right, David. The only way that the system is rigged is really if you're rigging it against yourself. You have to get in the market, and we're not telling you to do so foolhardily. We're telling you to be prepared. So as David said, some money does need to go in the bank. Some money does need to go in safe investments. And then some level of risk, of course, is okay. But to think that the bank is the absolute safest place, bar none, is a dangerous assessment to make because in the long run, you are losing out on accruing interest. So it's important to know how to properly diversify your investments in both the market and the bank and other investment vehicles. Of course, the team at Mach 1 Financial Group would love to help you think through those questions for yourself. What makes the most sense for you and your retirement strategy? And quite frankly, how much risk are you comfortable with? Those are all things they can help you think through. And I'll give it out here at the end of the program. But the number to call if you have questions like this that you'd like to talk with the team about, the number to call is 479-876-2100. That's 479-876-2100. Okay, David, another lie that we tell ourselves, I'll rely on Social Security. Yeah, the problem with that is, well, number one, if you're young, and let's define that as, say, and I'm just guessing here, let's say under the age of 45, who knows how they're going to change the Social Security system in the future to kind of shore up the system. But I would bet that one of the things they're going to have to do is they're going to have to have a frank conversation with younger people and say, we're going to have to increase the eligibility age and maybe, you know, what? let's say that my generation has to wait till we're 70 to be eligible for it. So that could be a problem. So that's one, one way that that could be a lie to yourself is that you'll rely on Social Security when, depending on your age, you, you don't even know how long you're going to have to wait to be eligible to collect it if they change the rules between now and then. If you're older, then I don't think that they're going to pull the rug out from under you right when you're on the doorstep of being eligible to collect it. So that's not as much of a risk for you, but the fact that, you know, the, the idea that you could potentially live 100% on Social Security in a potentially inflationary environment, that could be very risky because let's assume that we have a, a real rate of inflation of, I'm talking in the future now, let's say that we have a real rate of inflation of 5 or 6%. Let's say inflation starts to get kind of out of hand, but the cost of living adjustment on Social Security only goes up by 1.8% a year. Because, by the way, that's one tool that governments use to deflate away their obligations over time. They use inflation as a tool to to decrease their debts over time. So if inflation is growing at a rate faster than what they're growing your Social Security, you're losing purchasing power over time. So that's another risk of thinking that, well, I'll just rely on Social Security. That may not work out well for you, especially if we are facing inflation in the future, which is becoming more and more of a concern here lately. That's right, David. Investments just don't always get the same kinds of returns that they did back in the day, so to speak. Interest rates are rising. We do have market volatility. And I know that we also talked earlier as well about inflation eating into your investments. So those are all factors that you have to think through when preparing for retirement. You want to make sure that you have a plan that's not just going to get you to retirement, but all the way through retirement, which is why we would encourage you to reach out to the team at Mach 1 Financial Group. Do so by calling 479-876-2100. That's 479-876-2100. 
zero zero. We've been talking about the financial lies we tell ourselves. I know I'm suspect to tell myself financial lies at times, but if you're thinking along the lines of the system's rigged against me, or the bank's the safest place to keep my money, or I'll pay back the money I've taken out of savings. If any of these have hit home with you, you really need to reach out, give the team at Mach 1 Financial Group a call. Do so by calling 479-876-2100. That's 479-876-2100. For David Lee, I'm Mark Haywood, and this has been the Mach 1 Market Moment with the team at Mach 1 Financial Group. Advisory services offered through Fusion Capital Management, which is registered as an investment advisor with the SEC and only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission and does not imply that the advisor has achieved a particular level of skill or ability. Please consult your financial advisor as many financial and insurance products have associated fees. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss.